You're listening to an Amplify podcast. So, Hugh, I heard you saw Ghostbusters <laughs> recently. Hey, what oh, are your yes. thoughts on it? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I didn't really want to see it because um, I wanted to actually watch Finding Dory, which I've heard is a great movie. <laughs> yes, that that's was, actually that really good. good. Yeah, I actually I, really I enjoyed saw it that twice film. in like a week. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, Dory's so, so cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, when it, um, so my brother's like, oh, I want to watch Ghostbusters, and I told him, You've chose two movies now. You know that he chose the Angry Birds and now this. And I'm just like, please, no more, no more. <laughs> so we get there and I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's kind of interesting. I think some of the original cast members make a couple of cameos in it. Um, it's just pretty nice. And pretty much halfway through the movie, I get distracted and I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play on my dad's phone. <laughs> yeah. And then, and on the other like, um, because we're in the drive-ins in the other like cinema, like to my right, where I'm sitting in the front seat of the driver's wheel, um, finding Dory's on. So I'm just kind of like tilting my head when it when there's like boring scenes on, and oh, I'm just like, what oh, nice. It. <laughs> and I'm just like free movie. Yeah. Why you chose like the actual proper thing to do in that situation? I would have actually gotten out of the car and ran to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah, that, that would be. Me in a nutshell. Like, yeah. yeah. Or you'd just watch it from the window and just be like, <laughs> yeah, okay. That could have been me. <laughs> but you'd have to, like, switch the radio station to hear the um the voice. Otherwise, it's just like a moving picture oh, with no words. is that how drive... Yeah, See, yeah. I've never, I've never the, been to a drive. Uh, is it drive in, drive through? Drive in, drive in. I've never been to one. Yeah. We went to the um, to one them. in Coburg, the one in Coburg. That's really interesting. So, do you like have it on the radio? Do you tune in? Yeah, so when the they give you the ticket, they just say, okay, switch it to maybe um, 90, 92.3, and then mm-hmm. you tune it to 92.3 or whatever the station number is. And usually before the movie, there'd be music playing just randomly. Oh. And then when the adverts kick in, you know, you just hear the music of the adverts and the talking and stuff. And I think when I went to watch it, it didn't feel the same because it's just like, what am I listening to right now? <laughs> is, this the, is this the real movie? Is this from Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Uh, well, yeah. in relation to Ghostbusters, mm. what are your? Th- do you believe in the paranormal? Ooh, like ghosts. Tough. I scare myself sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Watching crazy, <laughs> creepy pastas, whatever. That, but um, recently, um, I don't know if you guys know about a uh, phase rug. No. Um, he was a YouTuber. Um, he went to do Pokemon Go and he found this like haunted tunnel. And oh, no. he oh, made God. like a bunch of videos on it. Um, if you want to check that out, uh, Phase Rug. But it's like really creepy, like riding on the world, just <laughs> oh. messed up stuff, and just because when he found the Pokemon in there, it showed his character the, running the back. And this is his first time, and it shows the character running out. So him and his cousin just book yeah. it, and oh they find God. the Pokemon again, which is like yeah, really actually good. me. I think <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've like never been one to necessarily believe in the paranormal, but it's something that you think about at night. You know, like yeah. you have rational thinking. You're like until now, it's what, dark. Yeah, like, what would happen? Yeah. What would happen if, like, because my my room is kind of like on a corner. Yeah. So, like, you know, what would happen if, like, all of a sudden there's this creature that just comes out yeah. around the corner and just scares me? Hey, then, and then I just end up can't not able to sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love how I always feel like safe under the blankets. Like yeah. somehow being under Sometimes the blankets. Sometimes I just sit in the blankets and I just like the blankets are on my head and it's just like, yeah, what am I doing here? I'm just gonna camp. Yeah, it's like mm. somehow they're this protective barrier. You know, they're not gonna stop you against <laughs> someone breaking into your house. Yeah. And there was a book. You. There was a book in my um, class. Classroom called Vampires, and I just like read some of it today, and I'm just like, 
like saying, okay, uh, this is freaking me out. Um, I'm going to shut the book and I'm going to read a book about the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, aside from that um stuff like that, the stuff um ghosts and aliens um, I I bought a book from um the second answer I go to and. I've already read it in the classroom before, and it was like five dollars. I'm like, yeah, why not? So um, we, I read the book, and I already knew it was in it. And I left it in my closet, and at night I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm just thinking about the images in the book of the aliens <laughs> and the ghost <laughs> figures in the photos and stuff. And it's really crazy. And there are some pretty uh, messed up photos. Well, not messed up, but re- pretty weird photos. Um, one of these photos was taken in 1964. Um, showed this young girl, and it was just her in in the shot in the Photoshop. Um, it just her, had her standing like in front of on top of the hill. I think it was in front of the clouds in the sky. Now, when Kodak um gave the pictures, something shocking came out in the background. What was it, Matthew? And an astronaut, like an astronaut. And this oh, is no. 1964. I yes, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, that, just, that's, that's scary. scary. And they, then the person who took the photo said that there was no way that there was someone behind her. Yeah, no way. That's scary. I know, and I'm giving, and I feel, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable right now, like, because that's just talking about that just already made me feel like. See, those, oh, no. it's in those situations where it's okay to say it's fake, yeah. like it, just to comfort yourself. You say, nah, it's fake. But and you there know was it's another not. photo of um, this really creepy family. I think it was like them having a Photoshop, and in the background, it just shows this dead boggy hanging from the ceiling. Oh my like, god, oh, that's man. always nice. Creepy <laughs> stuff, but. Yeah. But so from that, all jokes aside, um, first time I really read about aliens and stuff was a 1955 encounter with Barnaby Hill. I think it was Barnaby and his wife. They um got rumored to be abducted by aliens. And mm. a less creepier story for anyone that's scared. Um, this guy um he got abducted by aliens and they made him like pancakes or something. And like he, put, he <laughs> ate the pancakes and it's just like ooh pancakes. I got you, alien pancakes. You also hear stories about people that actually die and come back to life. Vampires. That's actually scary. Well, like, there's the people who they go into a coma and they come back and they're able to speak, like, three different languages and they have, like... Have you heard of that? There's all these cases of people coming back with, like, British accents or they speak fluent Japanese. And it's so bizarre. It's like... <laughs> I wish I could do that. Related no, no, no. to the paranormal and stuff, there's um a room. I think I talked about this on the last show of the awkward stage. Um, about Paul McCartney being replaced by lookalike and him dying in 1966. Oh my god! And them hiding clues in their albums and stuff. Oh wow! Like I think about it every night, and I just scare myself. <laughs> Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne. We're gonna keep on keeping with the paranormal experiences. Yeah. I think so. I was going to talk about this one time that my sister thought that she saw a ghost. What? And it happened at the most inconvenient time imaginable because we were in a kitchen with my cousin and me and my sister and it was about 5am. We are woken up early. It was Easter. So we were all excited about getting the chocolate. Yeah. And um, <laughs> my sister looks in the window and she, like, screamed. She was like, I just saw, like, a face in the window. Oh, and, my God. What? And just when she screams, the vent in the kitchen... <gasps> 
collapses, <gasps> like it falls down from the roof and smashes on the ground, and it woke up everyone in the house. Yeah. And then and everyone's coming out. I was like, what happened? I was like, I saw her face in the window. Oh, wow. It was really intense. And was we, it, 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 was, it was The house was right near a forest. It was all oh, very spooky. So, was, <laughs> was, the face, was it Jesus? Well, was it Claire Jesus? said that it looked like a monster, you know. Right. She was seven at the time but I am seven going I, <laughs> I'm going to perhaps believe it it was very funny I think it was terrifying but I went on to write a story about it for oh, my yeah. grade four project that, that's good so yeah <laughs> that went yeah. down books yeah see I kind of like feel like whenever I I experience or I'm told about a paranormal story or something like that I always find that I make some of it up like just to scare them like oh that sounds really good in my head I'm gonna say it like it sounds horrible so like it because I just said something once because I was trying to make friends lol that's so sad oh that's story of my life making up making up stories and then telling my future friends about it so like yeah this actually happened no no Oh, yeah. lies, lies, lies. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've had any paranormal experiences. Mm. I always feel like, because, have you guys seen The Sixth Sense? I think no. I've heard of it. I've it's heard so of it. Cool. Definitely heard <laughs> anyway, of it. Anyway, so there's this scene in the movie where it's like, oh, where the little boy says, oh, that, um, that wind that you feel on your shoulders or your neck is a ghost or a dead person. Oh, no. And I swear that happened once. <laughs> and you know how people, like, tap you on the shoulder and they're like, ha, you look the other way, like that kind of thing. I thought it was that. So, But I looked around and there was no one around. So I was that, so scared. That's pretty I was just like, you. you know what, I'm going to put my head down and sprint. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the closest to a paranormal experience I've ever had. I always wanted to go on like uh, one of those ghost tours. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a I have a friend, and um, her family's really big on paranormal, and they all believe in ghosts. And they well, their big family outings and holidays is when they go to like Alorat and Bendigo and all those places, and they go on ghost tours together. That's so cool. And I yeah, I thought that, I've always wanted to experience something like that. Yeah. It, I feel like the atmosphere around that would just make it feel like you really are. Surrounded by ghosts, whether you are or not, though. There was yeah. actually there was actually an app that um Dan TDM covered where you could see ghosts like through a special camera, oh, wow. and it would tell you like how old the ghost, how if was it friendly, was it mean or whatever. And Dan TDM he made a whole video about I think on his um second channel more TDM, and. It shows him in his house looking for ghosts, and I think he finds a lot. And I think he finds this 443-year-old ghost in his house, and it's really creepy. I wanted to get the app for myself just so I could, like, go around places and see if there were, like, any ghosts anywhere. (laughs) But, of course, I got stopped because I knew I was going to freak myself and give me nightmares. Amplify. 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 That song we just played there was Ready and Steady by DA. Interesting uh, story about Ready and Steady, actually. Um, In June 1979 in the US, there was a um, chart called The Bubbling Under 100, and this song appeared in, I think, in maybe around June June 17th, June 20th, maybe, and it was there for three weeks, charting, I believe, 106, 103, and 102, and then just dropped from the charts. Mm. Now, there was a collector who collected all these bubbling under records and um, Hot 100 billboard records, and he saw Ready and Steady, and he wanted to get a hold of it. 
but he never did. This is in 1979, but um, it, further on, I think in 1980, in the 80s, um, there was a record label listed next to the song, and the record label was called uh, Rascal. So he, you know, did some research and he found um, a label called Rascal. So when he went to visit it, Joel Whitburn, when he came um, to the place, it was just like a boarded up old house, and he found a punk group from the 80s, I think it was like an 80s, 90s girl punk group. And they said they'd never recorded Ready and Steady by the name, and they that because their name was DA as well. Right. Yeah. And um, in 1995, Joel Whitburn even said, "We think you know the song probably doesn't even exist." <laughs> and he published books about this, and I think about looked, this song. Yeah, he, wow. he made like books on the like the top songs and whatever. And I think in 2008, 2009, he just didn't include it. It was just like, well, I, I haven't found Jeez. it. Well. This year, the discovery happened. One of his um associates or someone that um works for him um did some research, and I think a guy emailed him saying, "Yeah, I've got a couple of leads for you for the song." And um, so I think it was um he found he went to the um U.S. copyright thing, and he found a song called "Ready and Steady" by D. A. from nineteen seventy nine, which is that song. And oh. it was published in eighty five, eighty six is when they put the copyright on it. Okay. And um, they he found the writers, and one of them was um D. A. Lucheski, and he wanted to get in contact with him, but sadly he passed away in August two thousand five. Oh. But luckily, um, the other songwriter, uh, Jim Franks, he was still alive, so he contacted Jim Franks, who had his own radio station, and he said, "Do you have a copy already in Steady?" <laughs> and he got and. He gave him the copy of the song, and he said, I thought no one cared about that song. <laughs> and the guy asked him, what was the Rascal label? What was that? And he said, oh, it was just like a friend's um, record label or whatever. And that there was like two or three other songs with that Ready and Steady, one being an alternative version of Ready and Steady. And that, my friends, is how it happened. And they gave it to a radio station in the US on a show called Crap from the Past, and they played it for the first time in 37 years. Wow. Can you believe it? 37 years, this lost so-called phantom record was found. And um, the interesting fact is there was never any record. It was only on, like, cassette. So when they found it and played it on July 8th, it was a huge shock for everyone. Wow. And it's a really catchy song, and I, it is. I play yeah. it. Bubbly. I play it like in the shower every night. <laughs> like I just play it, and it's just like, I'm ready, and it's just like, oh my god, crazy, crazy. Wow, wow. what a history for just one song. Yeah, one song. Jeez. <laughs> but it's not your average Taylor Swift shake it off. How that was written, blah blah blah. You look on Wikipedia. You gotta dig deep. You gotta yeah. like know I knowledge. like your attitude, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like it's just me. I just listen. Hey, yeah, this song's okay. No, don't listen to it again. I don't look at. I don't look at history, but that's really good for you to look at it. Yeah. Really good. Um, but an interesting thing about that is, what do you think a songwriting process is like? I think for a songwriting process, um, I was reading about um, Mika, who um, did some songs, um, Grace Kelly, Big Girl, You Are Beautiful, a couple of those. And the idea for Big Girl, You Are Beautiful came around when he was on a plane. I think he was watching TV, and it was something about a, a girls' nightclub and that they didn't allow, like, like overweight people in, like, overweight girls into the club. Mm. And that, like, it was called the Butterfly Lounge, I think it was called. And 
Mika um, wrote some lyrics, and even in the song, if you listen to it, it says, get yourself to the butterfly lounge, find yourself a huge lady, and it's a really catchy tune, but definitely a great, like, oh, like that was an idea that just sparked. Well, I think it's a, a really interesting... Back when I was younger, I always used to presume that the song was written by the person who sings it, but it's often not the case. Like, yeah. a lot of the big stars, they... Yeah, Stock they... Aiken and Waterman. Stock Aiken and Waterman, they wrote hits for Kylie Minogue, Mel and yeah. Kim, Jason Donovan, Dead or Alive. They were the um, songwriters, um, and then they just sang it. Yeah, I was reading about how uh, Cheap Thrills was written by Sia, but it was originally meant for Rihanna. Really? Oh, yeah, really? and Rihanna turned it down because she said it just didn't really sound like her. So I thought that was really interesting. Well, um, another artist that um does stuff like that is um he's from Taxi Ride, um close friend of ours, um Jason Sin. Um, he had a project. I think it's still going actually now. Um, called the Jason Sin Project, where he releases a new song eight weeks, and every week he shows how his process is, oh, wow. and like how he writes it and stuff, and like how he puts the beats down and stuff. So mm. that's um really interesting if you yeah. want to check that out. Yeah, where can we find that? Uh, Facebook. Social media. Huh. All right, yeah, sure. Jason Sim Project. It's called the Jason Sim Project. Cool. That's really cool. Mm. That is. Especially for you to know that you know this person. Yeah, I know him. Um, my wow. dad, he grew up with him in um where, where I live. And so we just know him. He knows him. And he's, he's pretty big um in here in Australia. Amplify. What makes school enjoyable? <laughs> What XD. I might ask you first, Faith. All right, I'm okay. going to talk about how much I love school. How um, much you love school. Yeah. I think that everyone, we all talk about how much we hate school. Mm. Yeah. And it's true that it does get extremely tedious sometimes. Homework's hard. you got to, I'm not sure. Jamal is lucky. Jamal doesn't have to wear a uniform, but exactly. I got to wear a uniform. But he has to pay for his own laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Jamal. What comes around goes around. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think that, um, no, I think we're really lucky to, as cheesy as it sounds, I think we're so lucky to have an education. Yeah, of course. And we're so lucky to study what we want to study and mm-hmm. go on to yeah, definitely do what we want to do and that, i think yeah and i think that a lot of people forget that school provides a really great place to actually like make friends yeah definitely like definitely. i think that it could be difficult <laughs> Yeah. Without school, you're yeah. forced to no, socialise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Google. Well, there's Google, so Google can teach you. Um, Google, what is two times nine? Oh, it's eighteen. That's okay. <laughs> That's an answer for you, young kiddies who need yeah. help. But it's kind of the stuff at school where you think, when are we ever going to use this? Oh, you story always say of my that life. in high school, especially. You say it. Story the most, of my life. Yeah. So, but you think. Hang on, why are we actually learning it? Like you actually True. think logically, why are we th- yeah. why are we learning it? And I think it's just because they do prepare us for our future careers. Yeah. But future careers doesn't necessarily refer to linear algebra, but that's not the point. <laughs> but well, unless I, you're becoming a teacher, it's really important. Yeah, that's what I thought. Unless you're becoming a mathematician or a teacher, a math teacher, yeah. that's the only time you will need it. I remember... Or spelling. Spelling's okay, because yeah. you always need to spell. Um, when, when my dad just asked me, hey, Matthew, how do you uh, spell catastrophe? Um, I think you know how to spell that. Like, you went to school. But, oh, no, 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 I got bad grades when I went to school. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you how to spell it. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I remember 
I've actually, because, you know, everyone always asks their teacher, when will we use this in real life? And they're always like, oh, no, we'll come. I remember the one time when in maths I heard a teacher answer that, honestly, and they said, you will use it at university and then you will never use it again. Exactly. <laughs> that is right. That is exactly right. I, but I think it's, imp- I don't, it must be something about the mental helps you process. I mean, yeah. maybe it's a cool party trick to pull out the, oh, how Joel. to figure out trigonometry by Sosley's triangle. Hey guys, I, I bet you can't do this. I bet you can't figure out the linear equation for a Cartesian plane. Oh. It, it, it makes me, it makes, it, that reminds me of, um, I, I watched Total Drama Island. Harold. Good show. Harold. Yeah. Harold. Definitely. Harold with um the glasses, you know Harold, and he's got that uh, crush on the show. He's like <laughs> the he's like the he's like the nerd on the show. He's like, oh oh, I can do this mad karate skills. Mad karate skills. Yeah. Oh that. my god, that's it's a crazy show though. But it's a good show. My mum's a black belt in karate. Oh Wait, wow. Yeah, she what? got that uh, a few years ago actually. That's so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's... Has she been, like, practicing around the house? Well, Dad's, like, pretty scared of her now, you know? Yeah. There was a video video on YouTube of this guy who um, bought in his, like... I think it was, like, a white belt, and he just, like, put on this black belt, and he went to his class, and his teacher's like, you're no black belt, and he stripped him, and he's just like, you're no black belt, you're white belt. Crazy stuff. But what... I don't know what's what makes school enjoyable. I guess you do get to see your friends, but you also see your friends on the holidays. Yeah, that's true. So we need more holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um, like America, they have the, that America has a three month holiday. Hey, I'm gonna go um go to America for three months. Catch you guys later on Mr. Term and I'll just be chilling with the American boys. No, nah, I love Australia, mate. I love Australia. <laughs> yeah. Amplify it, the sound of underaged Melbourne. Do you guys reckon you impress people? <sighs> it's an interesting concept. Like, I feel like it's really hard to talk about mm-hmm. positive things about yep. yourself. Like, mm-hmm. right now, we're, um, we're applying for our VC subjects yep. next year, and it means that we have to write a like a few decent paragraphs about why we should be allowed to do this subject and yeah. how much effort we're putting into school and wow. what type of student we are. And it's so difficult to talk Whoa. about that type of stuff. I get so yeah. worried and self-conscious yeah. that I'm like... Gonna come across as boastful and up myself. Yeah. No, I find that for anything. Like, um, I recently just got a job mm. at um a restaurant, and I found that like it when I tell people I expect to be not necessarily praised, but like, oh wow, you got a job. But <laughs> most of the people that I know were just like. Oh, that's great. Like, we don't care. Oh, my so, gosh. But I kind of found that for someone else that I know. I'm not going to name names, but I really want to. Who get, <laughs> Look at me. I'm already starting. It's all right. Let it all out. Let it out. I knew someone who got a job recently, and they really was very open about it. Right. Very open about it. So they're like, oh, I got a job. <laughs> eh, ah, cool. Eh, you got a job. Where are you working at? Oh, I'm working at the new um, McDonald's across the street. Oh, McDonald's, eh? Oh, you get paid, um, eh? Okay. Yeah, she just says it every... Yeah. This person <laughs> says it every day. Do you know, Jamal, <laughs> I relate to that. I find that there's always that one or two mm-hmm. person. You know, they think that they're so awesome that they got, oh, yeah, I got work. Yeah. I got work tonight. Oh, sorry, I can't make it. I got work. Yeah, I got work. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not care? Sorry, oop, it's 12 o'clock. I got to go work. Like, it's you work at a fast food store. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's so great. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so I'm trying to, like, avoid that. Like, I've avoided 
saying I, I've got a job continuously because mm. I know what it's like from my perspective for someone to say it like that to me. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need to keep repeating it. Said it once. That's all. Yeah. Got a job. And, yeah, that's that's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was the same with me was when, yeah, when I worked, I... I didn't want to be that person because I was yeah. surrounded by those people. I got work tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to become the work tonight yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do in, I do try to impress people. Yeah. Oh, well, we all Every, do. Everyone does, but we all... De- I personally think everyone denies it, but we mm. all do impress people. Um, and it can be... It can range from your friends to your teachers to your parents. And you just... You want to impress them so much that... They see you almost as a different person to what you really are. Yeah. And that's why I think that also kind of relates to self-consciousness, self-esteem, and different kind of personalities from when you're at school and when you're oh, at home. That's very... Yeah, I'm a completely different person when yeah. I'm at home than I am yeah. at school. I try like I try to mm. be the same person, but I, it's kind of impossible. Yeah. I literally have my at-home clothes and my going outside clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, Faith. To me, wow. Um, to me, I think, well, I, I wouldn't, conti- I, I, what was the, was it like being popular or something? Um, oh my gosh, I forgot, I forgot. Do you impress people? <laughs> I do, I impress. Do you impress people, Matthew? Oh my gosh, I, I oh my gosh. I, no, no, I have it's the, just, I have the hardest thing. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, and with the new application, I got a fill in, oh, you know, I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, okay. Nice. So um, yeah. So um, do you think I impress people? Well, some people um, well some uh people um, people I've met such as um Molly Meldrum, mm. and um, people like you guys and people that you know they're older and they and they thought you know kids back in the eighties like obviously like them they wouldn't obviously expect kids like me nowadays to like them and they've just been shocked. I I've, I shocked them, and um. You know, they say that how good I am. My teachers, my my kid, my my pupils. Well, the kids in my class even say, "Oh, you're on radio." Ah, <laughs> I'd give a shout out to everyone listening on who's from my school. Hi, <laughs> hi, 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 Jennifer. Hi. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do impress people, and that's all. I <laughs> that's say. all it needs to be said. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.